0: Hello, good evening, and welcome. I'm Simon Bestwick.
1: And I am Gemma Files. And this, of course, is No Darkness, But but Ours.
0: Our last three podcasts explored folk horror in fiction and film. And in the second of them, you might remember our discussing the excellent work of George Popov. Through Rubicon Films, the production company he set up with writer and producer Jonathan Russell... Popov has so far directed the World series of documentaries, and the feature films Hex and The Droving. Gemma and I admire all these films greatly, particularly The Droving, so we were delighted when not only George, but also Daniel Oldroyd, the lead actor in Hex and The Droving, agreed to chat to us about the films. Our apologies to Dan for some technical issues, which may have left his voice sounding a bit distorted. Anyway, here are our guests, George Popov and Dan Oldroyd. In this special edition of No Darkness But Ours. So, um, anyway, I don't know if you've um, had a chance to listen to any of the the, the, the guys have had a chance to listen to any previous editions of the podcast. With uh, I, I, if- I,
2: just I just did the previous one, um, the oh, cool. Mr. James one, and uh, i you. You both are fiercely intelligent, and I don't know how. Uh, me and Dan will compete, but you know, not we'll very, give it not a very shot. well. No, not very well. No. So well, we
1: well, neither of us have made films, so there's that. He's, yeah. he's,
2: quite, he's quite clever for an actor, and I'm quite stupid for a director. <laughs> so I think we're <laughs> kind
0: of on the that. same same yeah. level. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and we've just done one about a folk horror, which goes with, which we talked, we tatted for about two hours, and I'll tell it's even cutting out all my waffling, it broke down into about three, 40 to 45 minute sections. So um, yeah. We've First, one of those up, the, the droving gets discussed in the second one. Yeah, um, at uh, with uh, one of those awkward conversations because obviously we want to like tell people how much we love this film without giving away too much. Because obviously, one of the things we really yeah. liked about it was you kind of I actually delayed watching it for a while because I thought I think I can guess where this is gonna go. He's gonna go looking for his sister and he's gonna what he's gonna be like Wicker Man or something like that. And of course, it goes in a totally different direction, but that's right. Explain
2: uh, why you love it without spoiling it for... <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, don't worry. That, that boat has sailed in a long time. Like, I've, I've spoiled it myself a few times, but uh, no, I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it, obviously.
1: Yeah. Um, the the thing that occurred to me uh, re-watching Hex and The Droving is that, um, you know, both of them obviously fall into that rubric, that uh, that category of full core, um, but... Particularly because they seem to be um, constructed around a certain type of landscape. Is would you say that's true? That you yeah. you find the landscape and and shape the the uh, the idea to it.
2: Um, yeah, no, that, that's 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 a that's a very accurate uh, assessment because um, I think. Yeah, I was thinking about the landscape, and we had the landscape before we had all the points in 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 both of these stories. Um, yeah. If if anything, the stories are inspired by by the landscapes in in some ways. I mean, we had some at uh, different stages. You know, was different with Hex and then with the Droving, but um, it was it was uh, absolutely the the stories weren't in their final form and and how they were gonna go until we knew where we were and and. Um, Particularly, I mean, just to one of the cleanest examples is um, the scene. Well, say a scene, it's kind of like a third of the film. The whole, se- the, the big sequence with, with uh, Dan and the hermit, you know, in the yes, in, in, yeah. in, the, in the hut, in the bothy. Um, we knew that that was, that was a point where that was going to happen in the story. We knew he's going to meet a character like this in a certain location. But origin was just some sort of cottage in the field. You know, that's how it was written in the script. Right. so when we started looking around the lake District in terms of what what we what we have in terms of ideas, and uh I first I saw that pass, the Honister pass that, that we have in the film that that we have the car going through it and I said, like well, that's going in and I know what the shots are gonna be and I was like, whatever's happening he has to go through there. I don't right. even care if he goes into the mountains. we need to go through there um, <laughs> not through there I don't yeah, absolutely because it just it just seemed like it, it was like this this natural threshold of him kind of, uh, I, I wanted with with every kind of visual piece of the film for him to be almost going back in time in, in, in a way um, before yes. you know the picture got dark again and then we were coming back into the town in the end. So it, it needed to become more and more primordial as we're moving away. So, but originally what was conceived in the script is just kind of like of a, a boring plane uh, when we when we saw those bothies, those huts for uh, you know all the all the walkers and and um, climbers out there. Uh, it's just like, well, it has to happen there because it's so isolated and there's nowhere where we can go. And because we knew that what the the twist of the scene was and, and what we're going to reveal more and more about Martin. um, yeah. We wanted to initially people to think that we're putting him in danger um, right. more. But then after that.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really was one of those. Um, no, you're locked up in here with me. Yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> Very, very Rorschach moment.
1: Yeah, very Rorschach moment. Um, Yeah, uh, it reminded me to some degree of, I mean, we knew that his sister had gone hiking with these people. And um, it reminded me of some to some degree of uh, the Appalachian Trail, uh, which also has a series of little, not quite bothies, but, you know, little, little cottages here and there uh, or little um, huts here and there for people to sleep in and uh yeah very very creepy pasta <laughs> <laughs> i met a oh. strange man on the Appalachian Trail <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: just Absolutely. for a second because you've um thinking about the bothy scene because that is i mean for me that's the absolute heart of the film because that's when you you kind of your understanding of what you thought what you thought there's what you thought this was all about and then there's what it's really about and it's um, but it's just quite long complex there's a lot of shifts in turn it's all I mean like, I mean the whole film really has to be carried by the actor playing Martin and exactly. an amazing job of that um, oh, I mean was that I can imagine that being quite a I mean how did you approach that scene because you've got, got to go through a lot of shifts and reveal a lot of different layers to the character
3: um god it was a hard one um I think it was it, because we actually, I mean, we talked, me and George and Johnny would. I talked a lot about it. Um, we talked a lot about the sort of, the influences of the character. And I think a lot of the things that George always says to me is that we talk about certain films and like to watch those and see what they, the sort of colours that you can get from those different sort of characters. And I think for, for Martin, it was a couple of films like the... Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Prisoners and uh, Jason Clarke's character in Zero Dark Thirty. And even though they are very different characters, it's it's, a, it's, it's sort of like big, big moment. And it was mm. it was very, very difficult, long scene to film. Um, I think it was just about kind of finding that sort of real menace. And I think that was the, that was the main sort of, for me anyway, at that time. I think it was the main sort of crux of that scene because throughout the film, he's kind of building and building and he kind of gets to this point. And this is kind of when he's at his most, you kind of don't, I, I think from watching it back, I think you kind of at this moment don't particularly like him because of the things that he's doing. Um, even though the hermit is supposed to be this person who's, you know, he thinks has killed his sister. And then it turns out that actually, no, that's not the case. He's horrible, horrible to this helpless old man. And it was just kind of, I suppose, trying to be as monstrous and diabolical as possible, but without being too over the top with it, I guess, if that okay. makes any sense.
1: The the thing about um, the Jason Clark uh, character is that it's a job for him. Um, yeah. It's a job, but then at a certain point you go, oh, is it a job or is it a vocation? Yeah.
3: <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: Is, it, is it sort of like, no, but this is the best job I've ever had.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm so good yeah. at it.
0: Yeah. Although even Martin's feeling a bit of, like, you know, rem- certainly at the end there's a hint of remorse about it, about, uh, you know, the things I did, uh, you know, some of them didn't even know the answer that I was after, kind of thing. Yeah. I- I've got to admit that at the very end there was a moment when I thought it was going to go even darker than it did, and I actually thought instead of asking for his sister back, he was going to ask for Simon back to kill him, uh, <laughs> over, <laughs> kill him all over again in a way. I'm kind of glad it didn't go there.
3: <laughs> who knows, maybe he did do that
0: indeed indeed
2: second second on the wish list maybe change
1: <laughs> exactly but you know the devil never really, never gives you what you want no. um no. No, in terms don't. of in terms of hex uh, such a wonderfully um ambitious place to start um making a film <laughs> you know like, on the one hand it's, it's two guys in a landscape you know with a woman going back and forth in the in the background but on the other hand it's like yeah but it's also a field in england <laughs> so yeah. yeah um what's uh what suggested it to you
2: um that that should be the first film we make yes um yeah. insanity um okay. naturally crazy so that 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 helped and and johnny is not he can't overpower me in the conversation. So Jonathan Russell, who we, you know, mm. made him together. So I said, and then he agreed. Um, so, no, no, I, I think it's, I like to to counterbalance these points because we we wanted to make a film that in, in some way is going to stick with people is the first thing you do. Yeah. Because you know it's going to be uh, rough around the edges. You know it's going to have moments that that's uh you know you're still learning and you're still trying to to do something but you know if it was just uh that level of a story that was all about the characters and was all about the themes and everything but it was in the room then there's a lot of other people who have done that yes and and they're doing that and doing it to, to a very good degree and and also if it was just about a horror movie in the woods that was also something that everybody was doing so um i have um a passion towards both of these in a way and and you know we try to do something that's okay um the logistics will be difficult but in a way i think what was even more difficult was not not that but the, the fact that the the film digs quite deep and i i think that that's um yeah because um you know I'm a, I'm a sort of a big tarkovsky and malik fan uh the people who can't you know, stand just listening to birds and tree noises for half an hour, uh, but probably tuned out, so they didn't get yeah. to the part where the film actually gets really good, and 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 uh, and it gets quite, um, quite deep, and Dan gets insanely good, and 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 everything. So, um, I, I would I wouldn't say it's a regret because like I, I learned a lot of like you know, kind of what what we're all good at, um, by by pushing the envelope mm. of of how artsy the film can be. Um and then and then I knew with the droving like exactly what the right measurement of, of that was at least I think I did um but um yeah I'm really glad that the hex was that ambitious because you can't really judge the the um, the boundaries of something until you've sort of pushed them um, yes
1: yeah and, I agree and, with that um, and and I'm
2: really glad that we at least got to dig into some themes that I think were quite quite strong
1: it that does sort be- of um involve the same kind of reversal uh to some degree uh you're left yeah. in this place where it's like uh is she a witch is she not a witch you know which is always inherent in a witchcraft particularly um uh historical witchcraft narrative
2: yeah no absolutely and, and that's that's in in a lot of films like you have that that in a lot of uh, stories in in literature as well like that that shift of where uh, obviously w- where the, the 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 truth and the fact ends and when the fiction begins about who's a witch and who was claimed to be yeah. that and there's obviously there' is, there's big classics you know written about that stuff yeah. and, and to me that was interesting and I knew that it was always going to be a part of the film yeah but what was even more important to me and what the story in my opinion is really about is not if she is she a witch is she not and and who's right and who's wrong in the political thing but who, who's good and who's evil you know in this whole story.
1: Exactly. You know, wh- wh-
2: and where does evil come from and where does understanding or prejudice really come from? And and and, yeah. and, it's-, and it's all about people understanding each other and in, in a very perverse way, it's a story about bonding of those two characters. That's
1: right. So yeah. you get
2: get that understanding first, but then you never get to the point where they understand her or, you know, so. Yeah.
1: Well, it, it's of sort of like the only way that they can bond, can bond, bind themselves together is against an exterior threat, oh, against yeah. a uh, um, a threat that's much bigger than politics. You know, it's it's evil. It's pure Go, evil. Going
2: going back to Watchmen with the Rorschach, uh, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. thing. That that's the that's Ozzy's good plan, isn't it? And he's very right. You know, that's the only way how you can bring people together is like you have to pose some other external threat that we need to band <laughs> against. because yeah. otherwise we will just keep on going against each
1: other. Uh, I, yeah, the the, do... <laughs> the, the, the Ozymandias Gambit
0: the dad's character had where he was like um you know um because i you know i respect you so i'll be merciful i'll kill you quickly (laughs) that's kind of reminds me a little of um there was a um the poet jules denby did about uh her cat and about when she and her partner first moved into this house in bradford they had like a little kitten and the kids from the estate kind of because they thought they were punk rockers basically glued a little bit of carpet to its head as a mohawk Oh, and it was like, God. and it was like, which was like both horrible and kind of funny until they would they were trying to like remove they removed it. But she was like, they were they were trying to be friendly, but they were from the estate, so they're friendly wasn't like was anybody else's like in round. Yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely.
0: So it's like, yeah, I don't like you, so I'll kill you quickly. Cheers. <laughs> 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 but there's a lot of kind of, I mean, in a lot of films, there is this thing where you're you kind of set up one expectation and. And then change, and then I mean, in hex, and I don't know if it was intentional, but certainly from the visual cues at the beginning, my assumption was that Dan's character would be uh, like a round, would be a round head, and William Young was the the royalist because of how they were dressed. You know, yeah. Young had the, the cape and the longer hair, and uh, yeah. the sort of helmet and the general you know, murder thousand yard stare thing. That um,
2: oh, absolutely, I, <laughs> no, no, and and the, and this is something that we actually found like with with with. Uh, talking a lot of people who were interested in the period and, and historians and reenactors and, and everybody, And they said like, well, those stereotypes weren't as clean cut as people present them to be. Like, exactly. f- fashion wasn't that huge of a distinguishing, you know, thing. Like, yeah. you know, in movies you imagine that everybody who's this way was dressed that way, and then like everybody's wearing their little uniform and their little haircut to 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 you know symbolize their faction where they come from. But it wasn't it wasn't as clean as that. So we we used this and 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 with um with thomas especially i was thinking a lot of uh you know just just uh hitler jugend you know uh, um you know th- those kind of angely boys yeah. you know, blonde with you know um the, the, you know like that scene in cabaret where the the the, the kid sings tomorrow exactly. belongs to me you know genius exactly. moment uh and, and you look at him and be like oh yeah he's gonna be like the the the, the wavy fairy you know kind of uh royalist but um or just the good guy, kind of the moral center of the story, and uh, again, him. in a, in a, in a kind of fucked up way, he is in a lot of things that he values. He is, but then, but then that just kind of reminds me a lot of how real evil is: is that you never see someone completely all-rounded evil about every single aspect of life, you know?
1: Yes,
2: and and, and uh, you know mentioning you know. Good old Adolf. I mean, he loved his animals and stuff, and, and and you know, like that was a big part of him. But you know, not not a huge fan of the human beings.
1: No, nope. uh, that's, uh, that's, that's certainly the, true. Well, again, yeah. I I think a uh, oh, a civil war like that is more is kind of dictated by geography as well. Um, and I saw it as being very much a a, a guerrilla action um, section of the civil, of the British civil war. Yeah. Um, the same way that, uh, in Ride with the Devil by Ang Lee, it's a very diff, it's very difficult to make those kind of distinctions, you know? Yeah, so, no, you- I,
2: I, I, absolutely. And, and like, um, there, there was a lot of Royalist supporters in, in the North, you know, uh, in particular. And, 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 um, you know it really just made a lot of sense with, with Dan there because you know he's such Perfect. a such a great northern presence.
0: Um, <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> how did you two first come to work together?
2: Um well I originally it was it was it was through uh, uh susie susie francis yeah. carton who, who you know plays the witch uh and she's she's the she's the linchpin of, of everything that's good. Um so oh, yeah. um um it was through her and then originally um we we you know he auditioned for another film that was supposed to be our first film that we we ever made and that was even more ambitious and crazy okay. and so so if anything hex was like the one that made
3: sense you know so
0: yeah. uh <laughs> almost, kind of heaved a sigh of relief when you heard you were going for that one instead of the uh
3: well I, well no because <laughs> It was, it was like yeah with um, the other one um I remember like this is oh this is this is great but it's like thinking oh god this is this is pretty it is pretty big and it's pretty ambitious and I think it probably would require a bit more a bit more of a budget to do it yeah. properly justice but then when George came to me with Hex I was like yeah yeah no this and just gave me the treatment I was like yeah no yeah sounds fantastic yeah I'm, I'm up i'm all in <laughs> let's play
2: no uh absolutely i mean the the thing is is because his his audition for the other one was so good it, is that 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 next time we were just thinking about it, it's like well we can't not have dan play like one of the characters because also i i felt like i owed him like because it, it was that project was taking a long time and, and he was you know such a seemed like a, such an important you know in good fit for the for the previous film but but even even outside of that it just it just seemed it seemed like the right thing to do and and um yeah, the, the the other film was just uh, was and and then after that, like you know, he kept on asking oh, George when we're making it, you know, and I said like, look, I mean, it's been a few years. I don't know. Like, I have to.
3: You too, uh, well, uh, now.
2: But they will. But we'll do something else together, and and that will ended up being the droving. So I never we never came back to that story because it's just like we outgrew it in a way. Yeah. But but it was it was a great um, um, just an excuse to 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 meet and work together.
1: Yeah um so you've been doing this um side worlds project uh and i really love the first two films i hear there's a third one coming uh but i gotta ask is there another fiction film hovering on me uh um in the future oh uh,
2: uh there, there always is i mean yeah. it's it's like we haven't given up on that so uh, there there you come, you know, it's it's like the storytelling part of you like really wants to, to make all these narrative films. So no sideworld's been a, a great adventure and will continue to be. And and it's good kind of managing um like a franchise and like for in one year we made three films where before in you know in, in four you make two, you know, it's a yeah, different
1: exactly. it's, a, yeah. it's
2: a different dynamic. Um, I've never done documentaries before. I, I don't know the first thing about them, aside from watching them, and that was interesting to to tackle. And if if anything, that was what made interesting, suitable to me. from what I've heard to other people as well, is because I thought of them as, um, you know, as narrative films. I was like, I have to put yeah. like the same amount of atmosphere, and the music has to be right, and everything has to, you know, the stories have to be interesting. But it was. It, it still came from the same passion for storytelling that it came with from Hex and the Droving, because those were little folklore stories that, and 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 horror stories, and paranormal things, and unsolved mysteries, and all of that, that are very closely related and in any way inspired, kind of quote unquote our own folklore that we made up with with Hex and the Droving. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, out of all of them, you can make a film, but you would need. Fifty thousand lifetimes to be able to to tell all these stories, so you, yeah. so you can't, and not all of them are probably worthy of ninety minutes. So, so that's why we started grouping them by uh, by theme, and and making the series. So, uh, yeah, we're nowhere near close, stopping with Sidewall, and we're quite in the thick of it right now. And there, there's all the things that we're building. And yeah, the last one you said, um, the third one, uh, um, Domination Village, which is about haunted villages and all that. Nice. We have three great sections there. Um, Uh, it's it's gonna be coming out now around halloween and and uh, that's Ah. gonna be great but but in the background all the 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 notebooks with all the you know narrative films they're they're getting filled as well, you know, I I kind of sometimes I cheat on side world with with those and um, so there there is a lot of there's stuff coming in and um, you know there, there might be there might there also there might be in in a case in, in which those two universes might also crisscross in some way so okay. but, but 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 we'll see
1: but I, yeah no i i was thinking that with a project like that um it allows you to scout uh, a bunch of um potential places to root new ideas
2: oh yeah i mean you you, you saw like in um haunted forests or in terror you yeah. saw that there's a uh, quite a quite a few Places and, and, um, yeah, it just, it just gave me a great excuse to travel around, um, uh, England and the UK and just find even more places and stories. And I, I just, I just l- love seeing all these things from a more of an outsider view and, and, and kind of because that's how I treated the Hicks and, in, and in, in the Lake District as well. Like mm-hmm. it was a huge gift to me. Like a lot of people go with, like, you write what you know and you, you, it yeah. comes from you and from your own experience. And, and I think the two of you talked about in the previous podcast as well. Um, to me, that's always been more difficult. You know, I I I I like to be like a chameleon that comes from the outside, infiltrates, yeah. you know, and starts to pretend that, you know, it's like I, yeah. I that's how I, I get it. Because I start seeing, you know, when you've grown up around the place and you start, you know, you might walk yeah. if, if, if you grew up next to Notre Dame de Paris, it's just a church next door, right? You know, you don't yeah. really appreciate it. I mean, I know when I had friends come and visit in in you know, on my street in Bulgaria when I'm born and everything, and, and they'll stay and they'll just look at like a balcony or something. It's like, what are you doing? We're going to get some bread. Like, George, this is incredible. It's like, really? Is it? You know, um, so me seeing the Lake District for the first time, it's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's like, in a way, like, like, you appreciate like an impressionist painter, because it's like the time of day, what time of year did you see it for the first time? What was that first expression that yeah. you got from, from that, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and, and gives you a certain feeling that it's just not the same if something that you revisit over and over again, or if it's quite a lot in your, instilled in your culture, there's baggage. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You, you, yeah, I was gonna say, because you found got guy okay, originally, but you're, all the films you've made, the, the, the fiction and the documentary ones, are very, very rooted in and have this affinity with not only the landscape of the UK, but it's uh, mm-hmm. you know it's folklore, it's past, it's mythology. Yeah. So it's just kind of a. Uh, I mean, I, I, obviously, I could totally get what you're saying about when you when you're when you're when you're not when you're coming in from kind of outside, you get that perspective on an area that that somebody who's grown up with and, and familiar with it doesn't have. But where does that particular affinity for for, for British English folklore um, come from for you? Um,
2: from uh, childhood, really. I mean, my my um, I, I grew up a, a family of artists. So my my grandfather he was a theater director. Uh, my mother an actress. Um, my dad's a as a painter. So um, there is a lot of combinations of that. So my my granddad did a lot of Shakespeare, especially Shakespeare comedy. So so like there is nice. there is a lot of English stuff coming from there. And then then from my dad on the on the visual visual side and um. Is yeah. No. The,
0: the illustrations for the side world. Uh, oh yeah. No.
2: Absolutely. Yes. And that's why he was an easy choice for that because because oh. he, you know, he he used to, he used to do illustrations for like um, old books uh, around that time. But but um, is it, that mixture again? I I like mixing things and it's like a lot of influences from history. I, I love the history as well. Um, that's where kind of the civil war thing comes from. Oh, yeah. and, um And it's not just. For Britain, I have the Mm. same interest in a lot of other uh, countries, Um, but it—it was, you know, you have to take them one at a time, you know. First (laughs) of all, and then, and then you're always going to have some some places you have just a little bit more affinity towards, and especially if you spend a lot of time and you know, friends and our companies here, and we made the film here, so uh, uh, you know, the Britishness is slowly taking over me, you know. (laughs) Uh,
1: he's slowly being converted yeah
2: it's it's like i infiltrated and now i'm starting to forget you know you know <laughs> uh which is even better because then at some point i can go back in Bulgaria and then have the same outsider film be like oh what folklore is this and then ah. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: do uh do a film there but uh yeah i, I yeah. guess it, it's it's yeah. a it's all it's a lot of stuff and uh but no put, put me in like ohio or something i'm, I'm gonna do the same
0: i <laughs> reminded a little bit of um, um, uh, Peter Strickland because his his first film was kind of like you know, here's a hey, British director making his first film what, what are you going to do Peter I'm going to go and make a revenge thriller set in Transylvania and film it in <laughs> Hungarian yep
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of yeah. like that
2: <laughs> no 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 me, me, me too me too I'm uh, um, I'm okay. um, 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 um... Very interested in what people immediately see, and especially if it's if it's meant to be as a, as an impressionistic view, rather than uh, oh, I understand better than everybody who lives here, you know, mm. with a, with a wagging finger. I, th- I think well, yeah.
0: that yeah. will probably not work. Yeah. Um, that might lead to a real a real life wicker man type scenario. That's yeah, awesome. absolutely,
2: absolutely. <laughs> so I'm I'm really hopeful that all these haunted villages now that they're gonna watch. I I hope the people of like. Breastbury or something. Don't end up, you know, skewering me or something. Like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, flood basically.
1: of people <laughs> rushing in, going, "Where are the ghosts?
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where where yeah, are the yeah, haunted stuff?" Like, you already told the story about my grandfather, you a, a, oh. know. A, so I'm, 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 I'm careful. Can respect. can
1: I can I assume whatever whatever uh, fiction film you do next will be built around Dan?
2: <laughs> uh. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's possible yeah I mean there is I, I i can't confirm or deny anything
1: okay all right
2: yeah. I'll just smoke. i'm joking okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: say well, that no, it's it's, it's always nice to have somebody who's like you know front and center
2: oh no absolutely no um no it's 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 uh the, the, there is there's no way you know why would you not use your best assets like it's you
0: know, exactly' like stupid exactly um you, 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 you both because both the characters you play um you play for george that both richard and hex and martin at the drawing they're quite these quite driven single-minded sort of characters is that is that like you in real life or is there any particular reason george keeps casting you as these sorts of uh, fairly uh
3: <laughs> no i don't i don't think that's like me that's, I, i'm nothing like well, especially like nothing like Martin, <laughs> if I tell you that. Um, Not at all. But yeah, I I, I I don't really know. Like, I think a lot of a lot of characters that I would like normally get cast as a like the kind of goofy, sort of um, kind of quiet, quirky, funny-looking dude with big teeth. Um, so yeah, it's weird. Like, I I can do the sort of evil menace thing, but. It's not like most people would kind of pigeonhole me, and I don't think. Um, so it's quite nice when, especially with when I got with Richard, it was very much. I think it was. I thought it was very much against type for me, and I think George thought that as well. I thought, yeah, this is this isn't exactly what Dan's like, but I think this 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 we could make this work. Especially mm. considering was very. It is very different. To, well, what. Um, Thomas is very different to Richard, so, yeah. The yeah. so yeah. we, in a ways, are quite similar. But yeah, no, no. definitely.
2: And, and, and uh, no, that, that that's quite true. And I think originally you thought that when you read the script, you're like, oh, you mean you mean Thomas, right? Yeah. And Thomas I'm like, no,
3: no, I mean, I mean the bad guy. Not, I'm that wimpy, that wimpy angelic <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, no.
2: Well, because because the thing is, it's like, um. I don't, I, I, I don't like casting for, for like what the, the, the person is, and it's, I mean, for, for other people's films that works very, very well. People who mm. probably know how to, you know, do things better, but, but um, because those character twists and turns that you, that we're talking about, and really going deep into a character, to me, it's, I know it's going to be a much easier process. To get the really complex shit out of the way, which means I cast for when the person's gonna end up being, mm. rather than what was, because I can, I can, I can, I can really help in making someone look more menacing or, or really bad. Or I can write a really horrible line, you know, <laughs> that's gonna make <laughs> them feel like they're an absolute dick. Um, <laughs>
1: Let's build <laughs> but, towards that. Well, what I, what, I, what
2: I can't do is what Dan is exceptionally good at is really just give you a window into the soul of that person. And yeah. and uh, Richard, for example, because he was I guess the, the you know he's quite a complex character, but it's a bit more easy to kind of for us to understand the the, the magic trick there than 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 with Martin, mm-hmm. is the, is the fact that at the end of the day he's he's a quite pure human being. Right. And, and and all of that slightly goofy, slightly quirky, slightly just really nice, good guy nature that the the, the Dan possesses. You wanna see some of that in Richard by the end. Because that will be so difficult to come through with everything we've seen before that. And, and if it's if it's someone who's already quite like yeah yeah you know and 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 just very much the person that richard embodies as a profession as a, as, a, as a soldier and as a belief that he has yes that then, then then you really have to break all of that and then act on top of that to be able to show this so um that that just made the whole process easier and in my own twisted way i think that makes things a lot easier <laughs>
0: yeah i mean that's sort of you kind of where it was with, with Martin, you kind of have a lot more sympathy. Even, even, even when he's quite ruthless, like with the guys in the masks and stuff, you kind of think, well, these are a bunch of arseholes who are going around beating people up. They're looking for someone to beat up. He's just basically the trap for them. And and if they have them to assist, so they basically thoroughly deserve to have their retinas burnt out or, you know, or certainly to be beaten up. Um so you're kind of with him to a quite very large extent, right up until the scene of the until the scene of the bothy, and then you start to realize this this is very, this how dark a character he
2: is. Yeah. You know, we, we kind rich. of did the opposite yeah. trick with, yeah. with Martin is because you just see Dan, it's like, Hey, Dan, just, you know, be a nice yeah. guy. And then, and then we started to peel back because at this point, you know, we knew each other and we've done hex and, 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 and we kind of, were starting to really dig deeper there. And, and, uh, um, me and Johnny just went ham on the script, and at some point, I remember there was there, there was I think it was either the body scene or something else. I just stopped. It's like I was like, dude, what are we doing? This no one can play this guy. Like this is no one. This is unactable. Like we, we need Daniel Day Lewis. You know, not Daniel Aldroid. No. Um, <laughs> but then, but then I just I just knew that we'll, we'll do it, and and he did okay. it better than than any 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 Lewises or any you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, the, the line—the Bothy scene is just fantastic so but, I mean, there are a couple of lines of that which have, there is the sort of "I don't hike, I don't give a shit about tradition." And I... Oh yeah, I love that
3: line.
2: Yeah, that—that's—that's—that's—that's—that's that's, 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 that's so all drawn I
0: have to say. So, yeah. That's <laughs> it's, just God, just... it's um, <laughs> it's
1: it's funny because uh, both of them have this sort of trace of a Western in them in the setup of, of, of both films and in particularly um, with the droving, there's this real um, soup song de, uh deserves got nothing to do with it. Sort of hovering in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm,
2: yeah. I'm a big Western fan. Um, I, I like, you know, I, I like, I like simple plots because they give me a chance to go deeper somewhere else. Yes. Know, but it's not you know um i mean i I like really kind of like heady complexy, plotty nolany movies as well mm-hmm. but 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 at the same time it is like when we're trying to really go go deeper into a character be like yeah hey, you know like the whole film is like this person goes from left to right and then they go right to left you know like that's that's the plot you know at the end of the day um but then that just gives you a chance to do everything else in,
1: in yeah definitely way. um yeah. yeah um Something I was going to ask is, uh, in terms of the droving, did you, to some degree, construct it around the droving itself, around the, um, like you heard like you heard about this thing that happens somewhere and went, this would be a perfect backdrop for yeah. a film?
2: Yeah, well, the droving was one of the first elements, because I remember um, we had a little... Um, we had a few times where, where uh, do you remember when Hex came out and, and and you came around to the house and we all watched it and um, uh, Dan, if you if you remember, oh yeah, yeah, and then and then did we did we watch that also that terrible film that was amazing? Um, oh.
3: God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, god! B- Bone yeah. Hunter, Bro,
2: yeah, 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 that's, that's horrible but brilliant, amazing. Anyway, so we hunter. would like watch yeah. bad films as well. Anyway, so so yeah. as part of our little celebrations for Hex ca- coming up, we 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 went, you know, where all the crew is, and then came and at some point we went to the Lake District. Yeah, and uh, the the there was um they had a Christmas lantern festival that was happening in November, but that was in Ambleside. Um. And then I remember then Jonathan tell me, well, do you know, like actually in, in, in Penrith, they, they have one where it's called the droving and the, it's a bit more horror, you know, it's not, it's not as Christmas. like, oh, that's cool. Because I was, because I was, I was walking around the side one and just, I just saw how great the, the, because I, I love verticality in films because it gives you like, you don't just have like a simple plane of, you know, yeah. to, how to shoot things and and i saw all these processions going on and i said like oh man i can just imagine the thriller someone being chased around and it's like we have to do something here and uh, and 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 that was it that we'd never thought about that again until you know much later when we um then we looked into the droving and kind of all of these elements came together um and we actually even went to Ambleside. Yeah. a very stressful day of shooting um which is not going to differentiate it but any of, from any of the other days of shooting um <laughs> wh- where we want we because we, um the drawing has some scenes also there so it's kind of yeah. like jumbled from a, from a few different different sets so um yeah we we absolutely use that as a bit of a backdrop but um yeah i mean aside from the animal mass and the people and that great backdrop um all the merchant stuff and everything—that's just uh, our imagination, really. I was Perfect. going to ask
0: about the Merchant of Souls. If that was just an, if that was an, an actual folk tale or something that you'd invented to kind of bring everything together. But, uh,
2: it is. It is. It is an invention. I mean, obviously, it's inspired by like every character ever. You know, when you really mm. think about it, um, you know, you you have a lot of um, you know satanic stuff in there. I mean, obviously, but, uh, you have. Um, a lot of uh, a big underworld merchant vibe, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. you have you have a little bit of like the guy in Resident Evil Four with the big coat and then, you mm. know. That says, like, yeah. <laughs> I know hey. what I'm talking about. Yeah. And and also um and also people who come to Cheltenham to for the races that's where the outfit came from um yeah. I, I just said I want him I don't want him to look like that and Johnny said oh, I think that's a pretty good idea.
0: I've got to say and, I loved um, I loved Alexander King's performance. I guess one of those ones like um. Struck me as well about Susie Garton and in, in in Hex, was um, uh, particularly, is that that you've got these small these these performances which only happen. They've got like one scene really. Yeah. But that scene is so crucial, and it so much hangs upon it. Um, I mean, we're hoping to do a follow up interview with Susie. I was trying to get hold of her in time for this, but uh, but couldn't. And, Five having five people, I, I would be. I oh would yeah. Sounds getting left out of um, as it as it stands. Um, but it's
1: hard to, enough, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, so we might try and do a follow up with Susie at some point. But with um, with the merchant, I mean, what struck me? I mean, he's so he he seems so kind and understanding, right until that last line, when he's going to see his face mm-hmm. kind of all his muscles, his face kind of twitching What if there was something I could do about that? Oh yeah, geez.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 a real it works because it really references all those moments where Christianity uh, intersects with something that came yeah. before. Um, yeah. So he had he reminded me a lot of fairy tales, like literally mm. tales of the fae, but also where those tales tend to cross over with um, Christian Satan, Satanist icono- iconography. Yeah,
2: and, and uh, the, I think there's a lot of um, Greek mythology in there as well. I mean, yes. the, 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 me and Jonathan, <laughs> I was talking to him about a lot of river stick stuff. That's why it kind of starts on a on a jetty at the beginning, and you have, uh, you know, the, that's why the cave, and mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a lot that it seemed like like an entrance to the underworld. Because at the end of the day, the deal is that he's gonna bring like dead people back. It's not necessarily okay. you don't you shouldn't be thinking about him as a as a as a necessarily an evil character more mm-hmm. than you know he just thinks about death in a, in a different way now obviously you know for our understanding he's very evil but 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 yeah. in a way um next to martin as well who's you <laughs> know very human True. very human type of, type of you and again understandable and and um I mean, it's it's funny how we we have a literal serial killer in there, and people put him in like number four or three somewhere on the the list of the most evil characters in in the <laughs> droving, Um which is quite funny. Um, <laughs> because we
0: can we can all understand, can understand how yeah yeah if how we lost the person we cared most. How how far would you go to get them to get them back? It's um, I mean Martin does I mean, that's how Martin kind of goads him into doing some into finally showing his hand isn't it sort of mm-hmm. says, the hardest thing to accept is that person will no matter what you do that person will always be dead
1: yeah
2: that's right it's a
0: nerve because if he's um if martin's right then Simon's already killed two people for nothing
1: yeah exactly it's always that um the sacrifice is the sacrifice worth what you have to give up for it
2: yeah, and 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 the interesting thing on that is that that's actually originally Simon was supposed to be a bit more of a stereotypical kind of looking serial killer guy, and it was it was gonna be Alexander King, like we cast him for mm. Simon initially, All right. because we imagine that he's gonna be a great foil to 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 Martin. Um, the the, the only few people that, that it can be, but then when 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 we saw Bobby Robertson as well, we, we saw that like well he's not you know. He's not the main antagonist in that way. Yeah. And, and 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 someone like that, like Bobby's so you know lovable You know, is is as yeah. you know that and he's so like relatable from that point of view because you can imagine him doing like just stupid things out of love, but 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 at the same time someone who like there, there is a there is a real human emotion under all the evil acts that he's committing. And yeah. and um and Alex was was many because like the Merchant is the only character that can beat Martin in his own game. Yeah. Which is very difficult to believe since we've made sure that, you know, we, we show Martin how good his game is throughout the film. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, Alex is the only one who could have, you know, come close. And that's why we kind of ended up switching the, the roles around.
1: Well, the worst thing, I think, in both movies is uh, that they end in a place of thinking that you're doing um, bad things for a good reason
2: i i think i'm just like deathly scared of that every time i do anything i'm yeah. like you know is is it like I, it's it's uh yeah i think it's a big big part big part of every time you're trying to um think in a kind of a big scale way and and and, and see what comes in the end so um yeah both films are in it's a the way, human therapy. condition
0: yeah, it is. it is. It's a good question, Peter. I mean, because I mean, like like I said, Martin is as a, as a as a character. He's like in every scene, almost every shot. So it's a huge burden performance-wise to carry on your shoulders. But in in terms in phys, I can imagine in, in terms of just the actual shoot for the droving, because you you I remember there's a story about Richard Burbage, which may be true or apocryphal, because obviously he originated a lot of Shakespeare's roles, including Richard the Third. And one of the things that uh, that if you've read i am coming across in Year of the King by Anthony Cher, which is always a good read for actors. Um, my acting days are long behind me, but uh, um, there was a bit about how, um, you know you, one of the things that marks Richard Third out as an earlier play for Shakespeare is that he doesn't give Richard a break. He has no time, there's no, there's like, like Macbeth has the scene when Malcolm and Macduff are in England, where the guy playing Macbeth can basically go backstage and put his feet up for 10 minutes before coming back into the next bit of Sturm and Drang. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Richard's just on stage throughout, and there is a story that Burbage actually said to Shakespeare afterwards: "If you ever do that to me again, I'll bloody kill you." Um, <laughs> true or not, we are not sure, but uh, at least obviously you, you weren't having to be on stage non-stop. But it's you—you have to carry this whole thing. So I can imagine the, the film shoot being quite, quite an arduous one for you in many ways, physically and emotionally.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it was um I wouldn't have I wouldn't change it for the world. Um but it was very it was very difficult. It was more difficult than doing uh, doing hex, definitely, because I mean there was definitely times where it would just be Will who was being shot and I wasn't I wasn't there. i just I could be set off camera, but like with this it was pretty much pretty much I, I was I'm pretty much on every page. So it yeah. was it's really rewarding in that sense it's like oh god this this might be the only time in my life where i'm actually i am you know the lead i'm on every page i'm i need to be like here like all the time um but yeah spoilers no it's not yeah <laughs> <laughs> some scenes are definitely harder than others um oh
1: sorry about that that's uh that's here
3: it could be it could, it could it could have been outside my house as well I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, trying uh, i think like the, the probably the hardest scene to shoot was um it was i mean the body scene was really difficult but the the fire scene yeah you know, in the car park was was difficult And i think mainly because it was it was just so cold yeah, yeah. it was cold um characteristically so yeah. yeah um but i think that was just, i mean just filming in november in the in the North of England, in the yeah, people. yeah. Emotionally, it was pretty draining, especially because there were certain scenes that we did that where I definitely felt like, oh yeah, I've done, I've done that, really, I've done that well. I'm, I'm happy with that. I can, can sleep at night. And then the other scenes where we did it, I'm like, ah, oh, I wish I could do that again. And we we'll do it again. Now. No, know we can't do it again. All right, no worries. We'll just that's fine. That kind of thing. But then, like looking back, thinking, oh yeah, maybe I'm being a bit. There was definitely. Yeah, certain scenes, even now when I look back and I think, ah, oh, no, there's probably things I could have done better. But I think, you know, in hindsight, you're probably always going to think that, but that might not be true. I might think, no, you're just being, you're just being stupid there. It's, um, it's inevitable. Yeah, no, it was, it was, yeah, yeah. So I think the droving, looking back, actually going through the droving, they were really interesting to film just because of the fact that, obviously, there's not a lot of talking in those moments. It's just yeah. a case like, running, pissing. Um, and like being surrounded by people who didn't know that this was going to be for a film, <laughs> that was really, yeah. that was really that great. Yeah, that's a
0: bit fun. Filming the actual, the actual. Teams yeah. Team.
2: Yeah. yeah. Beginning
0: and out of the festival itself.
2: Kind of yeah, we ha- we had like kind of four different teams with camera, everybody with a camera, just because knowing yeah. it's like, well, if we don't get it now, we have to wait a year. So it's yeah. it's like, it's not really. Yeah, we'll and that's what, like, like that's why the side one was like our contingency plan. Is like make sure that they're not gonna have any ANO masks. But if we need just literally more people's butts on screen, you know that that that's, you know, what we can do that. But um, no, yeah, that that was that was difficult, and and you were you were great then. I mean, I um, um, that was just mainly you and you and you and Harry or or, or DP. You know, most of that that scene you were running with him. Bobby wasn't
3: um, there at the well in the Penrith one. Bobby wasn't really there for the, fir- I remember for the first bit we did because I think that was like right at the beginning of the drug, and I don't remember Bobby being there at that point. But then when we got to the bit more in the town center, I remember Bobby being there, like, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, because yeah.
2: because we had we had a a, a few chances of actually we got a lot of interesting shots from just the kind of the droving rehearsal before they even yeah. the, before they even did it like all the fire stuff that well that was then so uh, that worked out really well um but yeah you, you there was a lot of like adapting and just just trying to improvise uh on the spot but um yeah, any anyway sometimes these are these are more enjoyable because you're just yeah. you're just you're just reacting and and uh it's all natural like you, you know you we, we don't think about it it's it's you, there's nothing to do wrong because you're just trying to get as much footage as possible and then yeah. and then put it yeah. together. And and I I always knew that that scene will be like this from just from a script point of view. So so that's why everything else around it was so structured that when you're just like, well, it, we we've kind of known that wherever we begin and wherever we end, like if we have the beginning and the ending in between, we're gonna we're gonna have something. And I you know I hope yeah. we, we did. But even uh, um, even if we had all the money in the world, you just cannot recreate that unless you're you know like like literally james bond money or something if
0: you've got that kind of cash um hollywood cash we'd all like that kind of cash (laughs) um a couple more questions um because you've you've made pretty much all your your whole earth now Uh, i'm never sure how to pronounce that bloody word all your work um available (laughs) what, what Gemma said um available on youtube uh, for free basically so was, was there any particular reasoning behind that or
2: oh i mean we we have a, we have a distributor that kind of makes all these decisions so um they're um uh they're in la so they they they, they know how long it's best for a film to be on what what stuff so yeah i mean i, I think it is because like you know both the hex and the Drobing they've been out for for a while and and uh um, it's, it's good to just have them available for more people. And if you, if you don't mind watching a ton of ads, you know, yeah, or exactly. if you, or if you have like, if you're one of the three people that actually have YouTube premium, um, you can, <laughs> you can actually, you can actually watch them without any ads and it's great. So yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're on multi-channel networks. Uh, they're, they're on multiple channels on, on YouTube. So yeah, they're, uh, they're available to be watched, but yeah, they're on so many platforms that even if you don't want to watch them on, on YouTube, you should be able to get them in any, any other or fashion Um uh, but but yeah i, I think uh, i think um that's that's a lot of how the the viewing is going you know because not everybody can
3: uh like how
2: many platforms that you can subscribe to realistically yeah at some exactly point, you know are you gonna have literally everything and you know uh, um people cut their cable because it was cheaper and now now you have to pay more just to watch everything that you want to watch on all these different platforms so no, i
0: think, I think every bloody thing inside of-
2: yeah, things were gonna gonna get consolidated soon but um yeah that's, yeah we're that's
1: living nice. in a in a golden age of uh you know access in some ways but and and also in terms of content being produced in some ways but something is always going to slip between the cracks
2: oh yeah no it's 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 a lot more it's it's funny because like back in the day it was so so difficult to make a film yeah but if you made a film, even if it was literal dog shit, you, you know, <laughs> you will get it like people will watch it, you know, because you don't have much a film, of a choice and they'll buy your DVD and you're going to make a lot of you know, money and you're going to be a lot of people are going to watch it nowadays. You know, anyone can make a film and and anyone can also kind of made it like a lot of people can make it also with like somewhat good. <laughs> but then how are you going to, you know, plow through all of that? Just see.
0: Of of
2: of um of product that's out there that that's a lot more difficult
0: uh, there is so to do. There's something out there that's um kind of whenever I mean I've I've got Shudder and you know when it, you scroll through it and you see all these movies and you're there thinking how how you can't even you're not even sure how you supposed it this could be great so it could just be Blair how do you how can you tell it can be very difficult to um hopefully, yeah a good a good trailer I think that was as I said with. With the droving, the, I, I, I initial, my initial thought was I thought on the premise I could predict what was going to happen. Mm. And I, but I watched I the trailer, it was interesting enough for me to think, you know, oh no, I want to see this. I'm obviously very, very, uh, very glad we did. I, I, I pretty much evangelized about, the, yes. about it.
2: No, um, no, well, thank you very much. And I think on, on the same topic, uh, I want to thank you and I want to thank uh, some quite a lot of people like that because um, the reason why. People keep talking about the drawing keeps being brought up is because like there, there are so many like uh, you know there there is just a, a group of people who are really big fans of it you know and uh, um you know maybe we haven't like hit like the, the the mass audience around the world uh yet um and i don't know that that will ever ever happen but um in terms of s- some circles there is just some people can't seem to shut up about it, which, um, you know, it's very humbling, it's very nice,
0: Good. <laughs>
2: and and it really helps, um, you know, f- films like that because it seems like it has, um, longevity, um, yes. and, and that that's at the end of the day what, what matters. And, um, even uh, I think it was a year or two ago now, um, with COVID, all the years it seemed like you know, <laughs> I say a year or two, but yeah. it might be four. Yep. But 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 no, I mean I think it was a year after the the the, the drawing came out, and it was um, um. A a, a book came out from um, quite a big publisher, um, um, Faber I think here in the UK, and it was about the history of um, British film and television. And he had a section on the folk horror, and it had all the big hitters, have your wicker man and your yeah. Uh, blood on Satan's claw and all that kind of stuff and then it ended on the droving Um wow. th- that was the last one in the the modern section talking about and and it was very well written and there was a the great stuff about uh, you know Dan and Martin as a character and, and and i'm I'm going like well look um for 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 people like us and you know that that means a lot and uh, exactly. especially for me who'm I'm, I'm not even from from here you know to be part of sort of the the culture of a country to have added something. Um that's yeah, that's very nice. And a lot of thanks to everybody who made that uh, kind of knowledge
1: possible. Perfect.
0: think it's one of the most useful things podcasters or people like us can hopefully do, which is to help hopefully give 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 audiences some idea of how to, as you say, wade through all this all this yes. content.
2: Yeah. No, I mean me as a consumer, I'm finding it now uh, uh, like that. I need that Be- yeah. because um, it, it's great. It, it was great at the beginning when you said, like, "I can watch everything I want to watch." Yeah, and then right. but, but but then when all the new stuff comes around, it's like, "Oh, I miss when I had to watch something,"
0: right? What, and what do and I actually uh, want to watch out of out of all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Of, so that's that's where proselytization helps, I think, when you're passionate about something. To yeah,
2: I, I, you know, you
1: you're not talking it up because your friends are in it or because you know you had some investment in it you're talking it up because you saw it you stumbled on it and it really meant something to you so
2: yeah no no and and the uh, we kind of deal with different genres that that do have a very um kind of like strong religious audience you know that that, yeah. that really push it forward and and that's really nice um especially when you know, we don't, we don't, like Hex and the Droving, yes, I guess they're folk horror films, but they fall into so many different little, little brackets. So so it's really, really nice to see that people that even are, you know, kind of hardcore, either horror fans or folklore fans or history fans or whatever, or just the thriller, you know, uh, they, they do seem to champion as part of, of of their own thing. Um, But but still as a, as a combination of all of them, because. I know um, Ramsey
0: Campbell was very impressed with the Droving. Yeah. Um, uh, I live not far from him, so, we're, so it was actually at his new book launch last night, and I would previously recommended it to him, and he had he had watched it, and they both yeah so it was a really interesting and intelligent, intelligent uh, film. So um,
2: well, well, no, that that that's a great, and again, no, no, th- thank you very much for spreading the word, and that that's. That's what that's what films like that need, and that's what every artist needs, and that's why I try to do that with um, everybody who does anything sort of interesting and weird as 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 part of our thing, even if it's artwork or the score or anyone else. Mm-hmm. It, it's just um um that's what film is, and that that's why I wanted to be in film because it's a combination of all these arts that that we have that, and you can you can put it all in, and then you can always, and and I try that there is at least a moment in the film that highlights one particular section of that. That, that you know that art you know yeah the cinematography or the actor or the, the, the music or like everybody should have their little moment and and uh yeah that, that's that's um that's quite important so no it's uh nice to hear all that thank you
1: well, thank you you
0: have some you so i think in closing uh, the questions to sort of be asking uh, what's what's next are you what are you what are you guys doing next or working on um, at the moment, I know you've got. I know Side World three. The next the third Side World film is is out for is out imminently. But but um, uh, you what, what are you working on anything at the at the present time? Uh, uh,
2: so yeah, at the moment is um, because this it was a, a crazy year with um, three Side Worlds in literally one in twelve months. Yeah. So we haven't. I mean, we've been promoting them, but we haven't had like much chance to really push the overall or brand and 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 really make it uh um i mean it it, it has a great traction, but i think we can do it even better at just making it known and people people yeah. following it and there's a lot of so yeah it's uh, quite a lot of development there um that we're gonna put a lot of time into and then planning sort of the next chapter of what are the next kind of three sidewall films gonna be and and um we're probably gonna go immediately into that after uh probably a bit of a break um but but um, at the same time, just before, uh, yeah, just before we start, even now I, I was taking some notes on, on on things that can potentially be the next feature film. But I don't want to say which one it will be because every time I sense. say it's going to be that film, it ends yeah. up being not being that film, yes, and, yes. and we make a different thing instead, as uh, we've now said multiple times.
1: I, so I have um, feeling. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because you, you you never know. So so it I, it will be one of like three that uh, comes to my mind. Um, it just ends up being in how things align and 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 and. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be making something soon. But um, at the moment, it's all it's all the side side stuff.
0: Okay. So sure, I mean, as and when you have something kind of on the go and ready to come out, then we'd love to obviously yeah. have you back. To
1: Absolutely. To um,
0: well, thank you very much. And, and
1: thank thank you very much for doing
0: this. And, uh, uh, my what, pleasure. Have you got anything in the, what, in, anything in the pipeline?
3: At the moment? Um, actually, no, actually, I kind of, um, after the whole COVID thing, I kind of, my life, went, it was a bit of upheaval. So uh, I've kind of taken a back seat from uh, acting, not, for, not forever, just for a little bit, because we, me and my partner moved from London up north and got our own house and... Just, um, you know, got a, a new job, just tried to get by for the time being until it is I figure out when I will try and get back into the acting. Which, um, just needed a bit of to clear my head from it for a while. Yeah. Definitely, definitely delve back into it, I think, hopefully in the next 12 months or something. I think.
0: Perfect. Yeah. yeah. We'll definitely again, what, what, that's, what,
2: what, that's we're not point. gonna let him like delve into <laughs> anything else for too long. Um, what was it, you know? So, it well, was that a line from Boogie Nights that he was comparing him like him losing his manhood to like Michelangelo, losing his like chisel or something like that. <laughs> so, it's like, I can't, I'm, I'm lose no my type this, but... for too long, you know what I mean? You know,
1: like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I sincerely hope that yeah, so hope there's another there's a, we see a new another collaboration with you guys between the yeah. two you guys again soon because it's you know, hopefully kind of yeah, Two you know and
3: uh, <laughs> two great tastes.
0: Uh, yeah.
3: a comparison before I will say <laughs> we we definitely have from um, family oh. well, yeah.
2: We're we're early stages of earning it,
3: you know.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> again, if if and Dan, if you find it, if you're involved in any kind of production that it isn't it isn't, if the next thing if you do it's going to come out but it's not necessarily with george and obviously again, let us know we'd love to try and say yeah, that if we yeah can. absolutely both of you, obviously. okay we, we crazy asses have to have to stick together <laughs> it's <Yeah>. true
2: oh <laughs> 100 100 percent now this is uh absolutely important
1: well okay. this has been wonderful thank you both very much
2: and yeah Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. No, it's great. You, you know, we, we, have, we have the best fans. We really do. Um, like, we really do. So I, I really appreciate it. And uh, and from what I'm hearing, you guys have the best fans as well. So I think it's an endless chain. Oh, excellent. It's like amazing, amazing uh, Chain of love. fans. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a game of who's the most underrated, you know, in a circle. So <laughs> exactly. Pretty, pretty great.
1: Better be underrated than overrated.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. I can't
2: wait until I become overrated.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I right. think. I think. Gemophiles, I've just heard so much about her and I'm so yeah, sick of yeah. it. Dan Oldroyd
3: come
1: on. You
3: know. oh, he's a douche.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, both of you, for coming on, uh, Josh Popov and Daniel Oldroyd. Um, mm. Hope to see, Hope to speak to you again soon. I hope to see more awesome work from you, of yours gracing the screens before much longer. Yes. We hope you enjoyed this edition of No Darkness But Ours. Let us know what you thought, and don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please feel free to make a donation through our Patreon or Ko-Fi pages. It remains only to thank our special guests, George Popov and Daniel Oldroyd, and hope we've spurred you on to discover more of their work if you hadn't seen it already. Next, Gemma and I will be discussing queer horror in all its forms, and coming soon will be a wealth of new exclusive content for our subscribers. Until then, I have been Simon Bestwick. And I have been
1: Gemma Files.
0: And this has been, of course, No No Darkness
1: Darkness, But Ours.